God is so good. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes, it was wonderful to meet Pastor Larry and travel with uh, Brother Allen and, and Karen Curry and, uh, and a number of others to Israel last year. And, uh, you know, it was the first time to, uh, for us to Israel. And, um, you know, it was just amazing how God, uh, you know, just, just opened the doors in, in such an amazing way, right through to the heads of government, to the president's office, to the, the foreign affairs minister. And um, there's, a, there's an authority that we carry in the spirit, whether we realise it or not, Amen. that, you know, we are, we are kingdom people, we are uh, people who, who look beyond the circumstances and um, see the grace of God. I was in Taiwan uh, and uh, invited there by the government to, um, to come and speak there and, and to, you know, not just invited but blessed uh, to be able, for them to be able to pay our fare and that. And I come back from Taiwan just one night at home and then off to Israel. And, um, you know, I, I think we was at Galilee and... Um, What's the name of that place? Golden Heights? Yeah. And um, Pastor Larry was hanging out to find some keyboards, you know, find a, find a piano. And, and uh, we were talking about worship and, and uh, our hearts just connected in, in that sense. And um, so at Golden Heights, after, after dinner or something, we were sitting there and, and having some worship and... and uh, that was, that was good, but four o'clock in the morning, right? Four o'clock in the morning, some of our team had to go to Tel Aviv. And Pastor Larry's there and I'm there and he opens up the lid of that keyboard, of that piano at four o'clock in the morning. We're sitting there worshipping God. I'm thinking, Lord, don't let us get kicked out of here because we don't know where to go. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, but I... I love the anointing in this house. I love the anointing upon your worship and upon your pastors. And, you know, uh, when we were in, in Timothy, First uh, Timothy chapter 1, verse 18, it may be a verse that you, you know. But, you know, God, by the prophetic, he wants to fulfill what he's prophesied over your life. Amen? Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's good to have prophecy. Right. And it's good to be able to have a future and somewhere to, to head to, knowing that the Spirit of God is within and leading us by the Spirit. But Jesus, he was filled with the Spirit and, uh, and uh, he was led by the Spirit in Luke 4. And he came out of the, the wilderness out of the desert through all the temptations and everything in the power of the Spirit. And um, God, by his grace, he wants to see uh, the prophecies in our life fulfilled. Amen? Amen. That he says here, Paul says to Timothy, he says, this charge I commit to you, son Timothy. And you can put your name in there. According to, I'm I'm glad because my name's already there. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 
this charter committed to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that you, by, by them, that you wage a good warfare, that you wage a good fight, having faith and good conscience, which some have rejected concerning the faith, have suffered shipwreck. And so here, when you know that you know that you know and, and, and the prophetic word that has been spoken over your life, there's going to be a war. There's a spiritual warfare. There's, the enemy doesn't like it and he'll try and stop your destiny. He'll try and stop the place where God has appointed and anointed you to, to operate out of. It's not only just to, to stand when you've done all to stand in spiritual warfare, when you've done all to stand, stand. But at the same time, we need to, to believe and to see the prophetic fulfilled in our, in our life. Amen? Um, for many, many years, uh, when I say many years, this year I, I celebrate by the grace of God 40 years walking with the Lord. And, um, and God has, you know, uh, throughout those years there have been many things that have been prophesied over our life. And so I would... Uh, try and get it recorded or, or remember it and write it down. But I'd write it down in a book, in, a, in, in this prophetic book yeah. many years ago. And, um, and so every now and again we, we'd be uh, tra- um, shifting house and uh, every now and again I'd find this, this, this book. But as I read all these prophecies in this book, I could put a tick beside them and tick them off. And, uh, and say, thank you, Lord, you know, um, for his goodness and his, and his grace. And, um, but, you know, God just doesn't want us to stay at one place. He wants to continue to move us on and to continue to, for us to grow and to continue for us to, you know, uh, to stand in that place of authority that, um, that by his spirit working within you, you know, if we're led by the Spirit, God just continues to open doors. Um, the other, not the other day, for throughout this last couple of years, God by His Spirit is just continuing, continually surprising us. You know, He likes to get surprised by God. And when He does, you know, it's, it's, it's just an amazing thing. And um, in and, and that way, He keeps us fresh. He keeps us, you know, the, the, the manna that came from heaven uh, that, that was there in the wilderness, it was, there was a couple of things about that manna. It was like, what is it? Um, the word, people say, well, what is this thing? And, um, but it was, you know, we look at the things that Jesus lead us into and we say, well, what is this? What's happening? You know, my background is when I uh, first met my wife, we were, we were just simple labourers, hard labourers, working in the field, working in the hot sun. One time we were working in the hot sun and our daughter was only about 18 months old and, um, and the hot sun hit her as we were picking grapes. I asked her, just, the little one, just to go down and pick up the water that was just down there and, and bring it up. And, um, and when she went down, she didn't come back. And so I went down to find her, and here was she in over 40-degree heat, no hat, 
and laying on the ground and a little tongue hanging out and I'm screaming and crying out to the Lord and pouring water on her and saying, Lord, and, this, and die comes down and we're both crying and pouring water over this little one and saying, Lord, you give us this little one's life back, you got us. Whatever you want to do in our life, you can, you can take us. You know, when you make promises to God like that, God never forgets. But at the same time, we've got to be willing. And to see the prophetic fulfilled, there's a level of faith. And, and believing God in, in the next. But he continually to surprise us. And it's... Um, and as we were in Israel, you know, at the, um, at the president's uh, office or at the meeting room there, um, we presented a, this scroll uh, to, the, <coughs> to, the, uh, to the president's office. And, uh, and on that scroll, from uh, not only us as indigenous, but from us as Australians, our God, uh, your God will be our God. And, um, and I, I had the photo with me, but I didn't bring it in. But it was behind on the wall, there was this amazing painting. And it was a painting of Jacob's ladder. And um, uh, uh, angels going up and down on that ladder. And, um, you know, when I, when I saw that, and we come back to Genesis 28. And uh, around about verse 10. And Jacob's, it wasn't just the, the photo or the, the painting of, of Jacob's ladder. But as a nation, Israel, they, it was the fulfillment of the promise that Jacob had made to, to the Lord and, and, and also, you know, to see the fulfillment of the promise there in Israel as a nation. And so here we go in, in uh, Genesis 28, verse 10. And it says, Now Jacob went out from Beersheba and went towards Haran. And uh, he was literally going home back to his people. And he came to a certain place and he stayed there all night because the sun had set. And he took from there one of the stones and he placed it under his head and lay down uh, in a place to sleep. And uh, then he dreamed and behold, a ladder was set up on earth and, it, and its top reached into heaven. And there the angel of God were ascending and ascending. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, he said, I'm the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. And the land in which you lie, I will give it to you and your descendants. Also, your descendants shall be as dust on the earth and shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And I am with you. And this is the Lord's promise. He says, I am with you and I will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this, to this land for I will not leave you until I've done what I've spoken to you. Hallelujah. 
You know, God brings us to a certain place. There's a, comes a certain time in our life and in a certain place that you know that you know that you know that you've had an encounter with God. Amen. That you've had an encounter with Him, and uh, and you can remember that day, whether it's the day of salvation. But then from the day of salvation, there are other milestones along the way. And uh, as I was saying, 40, 40 years ago, I come to know Jesus. God just showed up in our city. He was showing up to the drunks in the park and also to the, to the marketplace people, to the, even into the mayor's office. I, I was um, a wild child and I was out on a Friday night and um, didn't make it home, so I woke up on a tennis court. I was telling this testimony with Margaret Court. I said I wasn't playing tennis. <laughs> so I wake up and I start walking home. And as I begin to walk along, I was overwhelmed by the presence of God. What I know now is the presence of God. I didn't know why I was crying. I didn't know this little voice was speaking. Yeah, God was speaking in a still small voice. Come on, Tim, you've seen everything you wanted to see. You did everything you wanted to do. Give Jesus a chance in your life. Let me come in. And, um, and so that continued as I walked. And my dad lived on a hill. We lived on a hill. And on the top of the hill was a water tower that served uh, the city. And as I got home and I said to my dad, I said, um, I laid in the room for a little while. And then, you know, it was like this knock that was at the door of my heart. And uh, as we know in Revelation, behold, I'd stand at the door and knock. And, and it was just like I was, I was peeping through the curtain in my life. You know, when you're hiding from somebody, you don't just open the door and say, hey, here I am. <laughs> Especially if you've been involved with drugs and other things. And I want people money. And so I peeping through the curtain of my life and I, I could see like Jesus walking away. And I knew it was Jesus. I opened the door of my life and said, Lord, come into my life today. And um, I told my dad. And uh, a year before, my mum had passed away in 1978. And so I told my dad, Dad, I want to give my life to Jesus. And here I was thinking of a compassionate dad saying, oh, that's good, son. He pointed a finger at me and he said, I hope you're not mucking around. <laughs> this is serious. I said, oh, I want to give my life to Jesus. And so there it was. About a month or so later, um, a council worker knocked at our door. And uh, he was cleaning the streets. And he came with this mouldy Bible. And it was, he said, Tim, he said, I, I want to, give you back this Bible. And I, did, I hadn't had a Bible. And I said, whose Bible is it? And I opened it and it was my mother's Bible. And in that Bible, whoever finds this Bible, give it to Timothy Edwards. And, um, and so when I go back to that place, exactly the place where that Bible was in the storm water drain, was exactly the place where the Lord spoke to me that day. You know, he takes 
this rock and he put it underneath his head. Jesus is a rock. You know, if you're, if you're having trouble sleeping, if you're having trouble in your family, in your business or whatever it is and it's just troubling you, it's a good thing to get a hold of your Bible and just stick it under your pillow and let the Word of God begin to speak to you. You see, here, Jacob, he comes to this, to this certain place and, um, and God begins to speak to him in his sleep. Sometimes God can only catch us in our sleep, especially if you're busy and you're getting mind chatter and all the stuff that's happening inside of you. Rest on the word. Here he is, and, he's, and he has this amazing dream, as we know, it's that ladder that is going up into the... Uh, up into heaven and it's God that's standing on the top of it. It's great to have God on top of everything that we do. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, many guys say, I'm on top of this. God's above us. Amen. Amen. And let him rule and reign. And so here this ladder that is set up, angels going up and down, you know, taking our prayers, bringing back the answers. You find in the last couple of verses in, the, in John chapter 1, it talks there about who that ladder is, and that ladder is Jesus. In the last verse, it says, it talks there about the prophetic again. You know, Jesus sees this man called Nathaniel, and he sees him standing under the tree, and he, and he comes uh, to the Lord, and the Lord says to him, oh, you're a real Israelite. Then he goes on to say, you know, before you were called, I knew you. Guess what? Before we were even called, God knew us. Then he says to, he says to, um, to Nathaniel in that, in, that, in that verse, he says, you know, you'll see greater things, but you'll see, you know, the son of, uh, you see angels ascending and descending upon the son of man. Jesus is our ladder into the, into the heavens. Here's the, then Jacob wakes up from this amazing dream, this amazing sleep, and it goes on to say that, that the Lord says to Jacob, or Jacob says to the Lord, he said, and then Jacob awoke in verse 16 from his sleep, and he says, surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. You see, when you have this this encounter with God, and especially uh, not only in the prophetic, but if you prepare your heart and say, you know, you, we, we all make kind of promises to the Lord. But as we come to this certain place, that the place that you know, that you know, that you know, where God is in this place, he says, you know, he awoke and he says, surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid. In verse 17, then he says, how awesome is this place? How awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God, and it is a gate to heaven. At that particular point, there was no house of God. At that particular point, there was no temple of the Lord. But yet, God opens his prophetic eyes to see 
this amazing, awesome place. Casey Church, you are in an awesome place. You know, and some people don't know it. How awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. And it says, this is the gate to heaven. In the house of God, God does all kinds of things, especially uh, a, a teaching. Or, and then also, you know, with the, with the apostolic, it's is laying the foundations. Upon the foundations of the apostles and the prophets, the, the house gets built. In the house, there's the prophetic. In the house, there's evangelism. In the house, there's, there's, there's pastoral care. In the, in the house of God, there's, there's teaching to give us a deeper understanding of the word that we'd be able to move and to operate and to say, God, I'm, you know, this is an awesome place. It opens a way to, to all kinds of things, to the supernatural, to the miraculous, to, to the, you know, God by his grace, he continues to surprise us. He continues to, to, to open the door. You know, over the past months and, and, and maybe the last year, God has just been laying people's names on my life. And, and as I'm thinking about it, I said, oh, gee, I better give that person a call. Boom, the, the phone rings and it's exactly that person. And, you know, some of them are not, they're not telling me about their woes. They're not telling me about the, the battles that they're going through. But they're bringing to, to, to bring a word in season. They're bringing something that would uplift. God, by his grace, is, 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 is moving in a way that um, it's an awesome place. You know, where God has you right now, you know, say, God, I thank you that this is an awesome place. Here, Jacob, by his, he, he says, and Jacob arose early in the morning and he looked uh, and he took the stone that he had put under his head and he, and he set up a pillar and he poured oil upon it and, uh, and he called it his name and the place Bethel that was previously called Luz, L-U-Z or I don't know how to pronounce it, whether it's Luz or Luz. I know in my life that I've been in a place of Luz. <laughs> But God shifts us into, into loves, loves, lose, love to lose. But God brings us and he puts us in, a, in an awesome place. Bethel, a house of worship, the house of God. You know, we were in Israel and, and uh, there's another story about Elijah and Elisha and where they crossed the Jordan and they, you know, went to Bethel and to Jericho and, uh, yeah, and uh, came to the Jordan. But anyhow, I I was asking that guy that was touring, I said, I could see um, Jericho, I could see the Jordan. I said, but where's Bethel? 
And I'll show you as we're driving along. And Bethel was sitting up in a high place. God wants to lift us into a higher place. He wants us to live in a higher place. Above the circumstances, above the stuff that happens. We are all human. We have stuff happening every day in our life. But if we come back and, 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 and even in our prayer life, we, and say, God, remind us. Remind us of, of the things that have been spoken over our life. The things that you've done. You know, Jacob was so blessed that he, you know, that this place that he was in, that he promises the Lord, he says, Lord, you bring me back to this place. And I'll promise you that I'll bring a tenth of what you've given to me. I'll bring a tithe, you know. In, in our walk with the Lord, in our, in our life in God, you know, I often say, Lord, what do you require of me? Because we're always asking, God, you know this, this electricity bill, or you know the house payments, or you know this and that. But it comes down to, God, what do you require of me? Test my faithfulness. You know, you think I personally wanted to look after a hundred and something kids? <laughs> we only have two daughters, nine grandchildren. They all left us in Western Australia. I was saying, hallelujah. <laughs> I had time, I had space, I had... You know, I had mission I was on and had a little time for myself. And I said, oh, gee, our house is lonely. What do you think about fostering some kids? No. No, no, no. Anyway, I, I was tested. And I finally, our friend was retiring as a manager in the Department of Children Protection Services. And she was ringing and she said, look, I've got this house that's set up for a safe house. Nobody's never used it before. This is my dream and, and things. She said, but I know how busy you guys are. We had a church. We had local missions. We were doing missions in, in Western Australia. The state is, is, is land mass is, is big. We're doing a mission into China. We're doing a mission into overseas. And I said, I said, yes, I'll do it. The day that I said yes, you know, life changed again. And um, God just continued to expand our heart. And we've always carried this nation in our spirit. But, you know, we've got to come to a place where we say, God, what do you require of me? What do you require of me? I know that God answers prayers and he's a, uh, a God of grace. He's a God of blessing. He's a God that heals. He knows all the stuff. But the challenge is, Lord, what do you require of me? Jacob here, he says, I'll, I'll bring ten... Give back to you 10%. You know. God, he wants to change many lives in this nation. 
and, and bring in a spirit of generosity that we, there were three, three things in the economy of life. One is our time. One is our money and another one is our energy. And I can tell you I've been spended in all of those areas. People say to us, how do you have time to do, to do missions overseas and, and across the nation and look after these little kids? and think? You know what? God has given every person on this planet the same amount of time. He's given us the same amount of time, 60 seconds in a minute, 60 minutes in an hour, seven days in a week. He's given us the same amount, but it's what we do with it. What we do with it. We've got internet. We've got all kinds of channels on that TV. We've got all kinds of things that would, would eat up our time. You know, I'm not a saint in that area. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we, we, we had 10 days off. We do like three weeks and, and then have a, have a few days off. Or, and um, so I had these days off. And uh, my daughter's got Netflix. You know what Netflix is? <laughs> and I got onto Netflix. And I found this, this series about this empress. And then I thought it was just going to be one short movie. <laughs> but it was 52 episodes. <laughs> Three o'clock in the morning going to bed. <laughs> oh, Lord. Saying, thank you, Lord, for the time. <laughs> so there's time to play. There's time to work. There's time to worship. There's time. But it's what God, what we do with our time. I tell you what, I've never worked so hard after that. <laughs> Made sure that we watched right up to the 52nd episode. I wanted to know what that, there's a good story writer that got us sitting there. <laughs> then we did drop off to sleep, ask the grandchild or ask Di or somebody else, what happened? <laughs> Our money. You know, well, I, I've, I've just seen, you know, God by his grace pro- providing our needs. And, and over and above, it's been, you know, surprising that God, you know, every time a, a something on missions come up, we either had given into it or said, and, and been asked to go on to do this mission, said, well, Lord, what do you require? And there's always been more than enough. Energy. Man, I can sit down there for 10 seconds and go off to sleep right now. But energy, God, just the supernatural that comes along. Father, we just thank you today. Lord, you're an awesome, awesome, awesome God. And Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for this place that you've got us in right now. Every one of us. Father God, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by your spirit. And Lord God, I speak grace, grace, and more grace, Lord God. Because Lord God, it is, it's by your spirit, Lord God. Your word in Zechariah 4 it says, don't despise the small things. Don't be, despise the small beginnings. 
Father God, many would look around and say, well, I can't do this and I can't do that. But Lord God, you just require from us an answer. Lord, you're looking for an answer. We know that you're the answer and we can speak that into eternity and into our cities and into our families and into our nation, that you are the answer. But Lord God, what what are you requiring of us? Lord God, the things that have been spoken over our lives, the things, Lord God, have been prophesied that has yet to be fulfilled. That, Lord God, I believe, Lord, we're in a season right now that, Lord God, that you're saying, behold, I come quickly. That there's an acceleration, that there is a, that, that you're just looking for people to say, well, here am I, Lord. Lord, what are you requiring of me? And seeing the, the prophetic fulfilled, to see, Lord God, what we've spoken over our life, fulfilled for the kingdom of God. Lord Jesus. Lord, here we are today, Lord God. And Lord God, are we willing to say, here am I, Lord. This morning as I've been speaking, I, I just sense in the spirit that God has been just triggering something in your spirit. There's been a word that has been spoken over your life and there's been warfare. There's been a battle. There's been... The enemy, you're almost there, but it seems like you just get knocked. And all the enemy wants you to do is just just give up on that dream. To give up on that vision. To give up on what what the Lord has spoken over your life. But this season right now is a season of fulfillment. It's the season of prophetic, but it's also the season of fulfilling the things that have been spoken over your life. If you had a book and you opened it, how many ticks would you give it? But God was wanting to fulfil those things. I prophesied this morning as we talked about family. I prophesied this morning over families. Children that have, have grown up rebellious. Or they're growing up in a sense, mum and dad or my, my grandmother or my grandfather's a Christian. So they represent me, they stand in, but they're of the age where, where God by His grace is, is calling them. Be bold, be strong. Just out of a just out of a worship song in your house. It'll trigger something in that young person. When I say that young person, I'm not just talking about young adults, teenagers, even an eight-year-old, a ten-year-old. There are some of those that are that God had spoken into their lives and through some event, through something, it caused a little hardness, a little crust on their, on their heart. I see God by His Spirit, His anointing. 
You see, Jacob, he, 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 he got to that rock and he poured oil on it. That rock became a living stone. It became a living monument. It became a living testimony. One thing that my wife Di used to do, with, especially with children that came from broken homes, while they were asleep, she'd either anoint their head or anoint their feet with oil and see God working in their little lives. Many that didn't excel in school came home with certificates. Many of them prayed for their moms and family even when they went to meet them. God is saying, just take a little bit of oil and anoint. Not only your children, your family, but your business, your, your, your home, the place where God has you right now. That there's an awakening that is happening. Mm. There's an awakening that they all awake and say, how awesome is this place? This is none other than, you know, they can say there's none other than God that's in it. Jesus. Father God, that you want to fulfill prophecies to every one of us, Lord God. That it doesn't stop there, but it's the beginning of the greater. Greater things shall you do. Father, we just bless you, Lord God.